Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Thank God this morning. Glory to God. Please take your seats in God's presence. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Or let me ask your neighbor, how was your vow? If you have a neighbor beside you, ask them, how was your vow? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Please get an answer from them. Get an answer from them. Well, actually, really, nevertheless. <laughs> Irregardless, <laughs> glory to God. Say glory to God. Say glory to God. Now I was thinking this morning that one of the one of the topics. Can we please welcome our online viewers this morning? Amen. <laughs> Celebrate the online church this morning. Now I was thinking this morning that one of the, you know, things that really impacts on everything that we do is a. Uh, Marital destiny is our marriage, is our relationships impacts on everything. It impacts on our work with God. Do you agree with that? It impacts on our productivity. I don't know about you, maybe you've had issues with your spouse and then you went to work and for some reason you were not on top of your game. Anybody like that here? You, you, you just can't deliver at your very best. I don't know why God made it so, but it's just something very, very special. And how that, you know, God has made it in such a way that we are impacted largely by the people we choose to spend the rest of our lives with, all right? When they hurt us, it hurts so deep. Can I get that amen there? When they hurt us, it hurts really deep. Amen. I remember um, one day I was, I was somewhere and then this guy was talking about you know, his wife and how that, you know, She's so wonderful and all that. He went on and on and on and on and on. And I said, you can as well call her and tell her. I said, well, you know, you can't just be saying those things, you know, so that their head will not swell. You know, you, I mean, people have funny beliefs about relationships, about marriage. And it's just amazing how that people have come to believe certain things, you know, things like, oh, you don't tell a woman all your hearts. Like if you know how bearing, you know those kind of things, how people have come to believe those things. Do you agree with what I'm saying? I mean, you've heard that before. So, I mean, it's important that we discuss, you know, the subject of marriage. And I'm so happy because this morning I'm not going to be teaching, you know, as it were. We're going to be engaging. We have questions. Um, can you please show the, um, the um, scan code so people can scan? Um, you can scan and, and ask your questions. You know, just scan it from where you are, you know, yeah. So just scan. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Just scan. Amen. Praise God. All right. So I have a few questions here and we're just going to go right into it. Um, if you want to, we're going to take all the questions that we have here and then we can now extend to those who may want to ask their questions you know, with a, with a microphone, but we're going to get started right now. Praise God. Are you here? Say, are you here? Are you here? 
All right, so just a minute. Hallelujah. You know, this morning I was thinking, and you know, I was thinking that I remember when I was trying to, you know, get married, looking for who to marry me. That's just the best way to say it. I was looking for who to marry me, honestly. You know, so there was this lady that I really liked, you know, I asked her out. And, you know, she was a pastor on campus. You know, she was a teacher of God's word. I'm a preacher. So I thought, okay, when I preach, she will just teach, you know, how you can begin to add up things together. So that looked like a very perfect combination. And I was on it. I was on it for several months. And it was just, you know, it was not just happening. And then I prayed and fasted, dry fast, you know, not eating for, for two or three days. You know, I was not ready to pass out that I had to eat. So I, I just, and of course I met my wife and then she was not like the perfect kind of woman I wanted in terms of spiritual, you know, I felt, oh, you know, this one, she was even head of library in her church. I mean, you know, how can a whole JB Summit pastor, president, you know, and the person you want to date is the head of library. So they don't even put you over human beings, they put you over books. You know, so I, I was just, I never knew that she was just in, in, a, in a transition process, that she had so much inside her. You get what I'm saying? And then, you know, I, you know, I approached her, talked to her, and then she was an actor again. I'm like, wow, things going wrong in my, <laughs> I just didn't understand this. So after like maybe two days, you know, I prayed about it. I didn't hear go ahead. I didn't hear don't go ahead. But I said, you know what? Let me, let me, let me even have, because one of my major fears was having a breakup in relation. That was a major fear. I said, let me even try one. You know, and then if it fails, fine. If you, if you, if it works, fine. I prayed and God, you know, just allowed me, you know, and today we have Jeffrey and Charlotte. Amen. You know, so, and as we got married, I realized that I was seeing more reasons why it had to be her. You know, so I said that to say that God, you know what you want, but God knows what fits you. You have things in your mind that you've lined down. That's all you must, you know, tick this box. You know, there must be this, there must be that. But God is the one that knows what really fits you. God knows what that thing that you need that would stay with you for the rest of your life. He knows it. So sometimes... You just have to say, Lord, I surrender. I yield. That's just the way it works. Not that you, you know, everything, you have it figured out. You must be this. If it's not this, no, I know, I know what I want. I know what I want, you know. Anyways, praise God. I said, praise God. All right, so we have the first question here. Um, it's a very interesting question. Um, the person said, Pastor, I have a challenge of not being able to meet the sexual needs of my spouse. And it has taken its toll on our marriage. I'm physically okay, but I don't know what my challenge is. What do I do to undo this? I have a challenge of not being able to meet the sexual needs of my spouse. Well, um, I believe that 
Needs are relative, all right? And it's important that we know that um, when it comes to sexual satisfaction, it's a two-way thing. Do you agree with that? It's a two-way thing. So I'm going to answer from the perspective, you know, of a man and from the perspective of a woman. So let's say, for example, you know, you, 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 you're no longer sexually, um, you're not able to meet the sexual needs of your spouse. So the first question is, what are these needs? What are the needs? You know, because a lot of people, they have unrealistic needs where sex is concerned in their marriage. And this happens when a lot of people have been exposed to different things, you know. That's why when God says, don't fornicate, it's actually for your own good. Because if you do, so fornication means sex before you get married, you understand? And it's a sin before God. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? amen. Fornication is a sin before God. The Bible says you should flee fornication. Fornication is a sin. All fornicators, the Bible says they will go to the lake of fire. That's what the Bible says. Are you with me? Said, are you with me? I know that this is not the kind of thing that people like to say or hear, but it is Bible. Fornication is a sin. And I get that, hey amen. Yeah. Because we live in a world where, say, you are doing testing, testing. I don't know what you are testing. And then you get married and you begin to have issues. Glory to God. So, what are these needs? All right. Are, are the needs genuine needs? You know, sometimes um, the reason why you can't meet the sexual needs of your partner is because maybe you are just too experienced. Maybe you are just too experienced. You are just too, you are just too good. You've exposed yourself to a lot of things. So you have this, you know, warped thinking about sex. You know, you have unrealistic, you know, the, the, what maybe you used to watch a lot of pornography. And then you've seen, you know, people carry people up. And you're, so that's what, you, love is not a fight. You can see that. Love is gentle. You know, you see that you know, some of those people are actually on drugs. You know, they are on drugs. They are on cocaine. They are on hard drugs. So what you see is actually, and those things are being acted. Hope you know that. Oh, you don't know that they hacked those things. No, no, no. I want to educate somebody. You don't know they don't hack. You don't know they hacked those things. You don't know. Sorry. It's a movie. So it's a movie. So they are acting it. Just like wrestling is being acted. Some of you think that they are really fighting. It's acting. I've told you now. <laughs> Glory to God. So maybe you have been exposed to different things. So you have this mindset, you know. You have different, you want to explore different styles. You know, you want to do everything and when it comes to meeting sexual needs of your spouse, I think the most critical thing is about communication. It's about communication. You have to communicate what you want, right? And then some things are not... Do we have teenagers in this place? Teenagers? 
No, they are not here. Okay. You know, there's this thing called blowjob, right? Hello? Hello? And then there was this, sorry? We have some. Oh, okay. Hmm. I don't know. You know, I think I mentioned that we may need to, yeah, just so that we know we can, um, so that there can be a free flow of the anointing. Amen? So this guy said, you know, you know, when he got married and all that, he wanted, you know, the, the spouse to give him, you know, let's just call it BJ. You know, when we have to give him BJ and all that. And then it became a really serious issue in the marriage, you know, and then the, the lady said, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, I'm not, how can I be doing that? You know, I cannot do that. You know, it is not the will of God. This is not the use for, for the mouth. You know, that's not how... And then this became a major issue. They had to see a counselor. And then I told them, you know, after, like as a friend, we got married about the same time. And then I told them, I said, see, this thing they are talking about, if you don't get it, are you going to die? Say, no, ah, with the picture, like I've, you know, I said, like I've pictured it. I said, see, you, you just need to learn to, some things are not going to kill you. So if you have some expectations, you have some needs that are not, that you can do without. You understand? Some people, the picture they have is that when the man wants to have sex, he just starts beating her, you know, he carries her and throws her on the bed. Bam! You see? And he removes it. That's the picture they have. So they have the picture of you. are going to carry, let me carry you and throw you on the bed. Do you want to break my back? That's the picture some people have. But when it comes to normal communication, you can communicate. Oh, touch me this way. Oh, touch me here. What? Yeah. Oh, I, you know, you can communicate that. And this is not just, you know, and this is exclusively for those who are married. If you are not married, you have no business with this discussion. You understand? Yeah. I know, I, I mean, I know that some, some, some singles can teach married people how to do these things. In the world that we are in right now. T.D. Jake said that in marriage, they are begging the, those who are married to have sex. They are begging those who are single not to have sex. You can see that this life is not balanced. Do you, do you understand? So it's, it's about communication. You can communicate and say, oh, this, you know, if you have needs in your heart, you can communicate it. You can say, oh, I like it this way, you know. I mean, it's just, sim- it's a simple way to just, to just, you know, I mean, handle that. So you, instead of you keeping things in your heart, you communicate it to them. Is anybody with me this morning? You communicate it to them. You don't just hold up things. You know, you communicate. You learn to communicate and, and say it with love. Say it in love. Ah, you are not good though. Ah, you are not good though. I don't, I don't like it. You have to say it with love. Oh, oh baby, you know, you know, you, I mean, our sexual life is not bad, but you know, I would like if this and this can be introduced. You, you can, I like it when you, you know, you know, you know, right? Yeah. So you know what you know. Okay. Praise God. So it's basically about 
you know, communication. You communicate, you communicate. And there's another question here. I hope I answer that. Yeah. Um, this one says, Pastor, um, I'm no longer sexually attracted to my spouse. And it's because, and it's not because I have another person. It's just an emotional thing and I need help. I'm glad you know you need help. How do I undo the burden? Hmm. This one is not even saying that I cannot meet. See, I, I'm no longer, I'm no longer sexually attracted, you know. Um, well, when you're no longer sexually attracted, I think something has gone wrong, right? Um, it's what we call cause and effect. So there has to be a cause. So this is an effect. So there has to be a cause, right? C-A-U-S-E. Because if you're married to someone, I'm trying to picture that before you get married to them, you were sexually attracted to them. So if you're no longer sexually attracted to them, it means that something has gone wrong. Amen? And you must, you must be able to identify that something has gone wrong, right? And there could be different things that um, have gone wrong, all right? The first thing that I think may have gone wrong why a spouse may not be sexually attracted to their, you know, to their partner is because maybe, you know, of maybe their physical look, their physical look, you know, there's no, there's no spark in the relationship anymore. There's no, there's no spark, you know, it's dry. So if you have a relationship and then the relationship is not, has now become boring, there will be no sexual attraction. There's no way, you know, you can, you can force it. It's not going to come naturally. You have to always force yourself, all right? So it's something that if, when, when it comes to marriage, the sexual um, interaction or intercourse must be something that you're always looking forward to. Can I get an amen to that? Yeah, so it must be something that you are looking forward to. If you are not looking forward to it, then there's a problem. Alright? So, it's, it's not normal. It's, it's abnormal. Because before you dated them, I'm sure that there was something that you saw in them you know, that made you to go for them. So, something must be wrong. And you know, sometimes we, we don't pay attention to things that can actually spice up our relationships. We don't pay attention to those things. And gradually, that's how the sexual attraction begins to go. It doesn't start overnight. Alright? It starts gradually. 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 And one of it is, I mean, you, you cannot be, you know, in the house and then you are tying wrapper as a wife. You, you, rapper is, is bad in my house. It's, it's, you cannot tie as house help as, as my mom in my own house. Rapper is banned. You cannot tie rapper in my house. It's a policy. He said, there was one time we got one help. I said, baby, you know now. Tell her. Say, okay, okay, I'll tell her. You can I detest it. How can you be tie rapper? So you tie rapper 
as a, as a woman or as a lady, if you are a single lady, it's fine. It's fine. At least it's your, it's your house. You understand? Well, that's debatable. But you see, there's a way that you, you, there's a way you can look that your spouse will not look away. Yeah. Even as a man, there's a way that you can look in the house that your wife will look at you and you'll be like, ah, yesterday I was going to watch Arsenal for so I, I mean, I dressed up, you know, wore my shorts and all that, wore my top, I made sure that it was a bit fitted. You know, there's a, there's a way to look. And I, in, it was in the house and I wore my chain in the house. It was in the house. I wasn't going out. I wore my chain, wore my, you know, my little crocs and then I was going to the living room. Say, ah, you look at me and say, ah, I say, hello, four, I'm here, move forward, move forward. So you, you just have to keep it going. You just have to keep it going. You just have to keep it going. You, can, you don't look good only because you want to go out. So there's a way you would look that then, before you know it, your attraction has started. So there has to be, these things are, are, have to be planned. These things are things that we have to be deliberate and intentional about. I mean, I saw one of my dear mentors, Pastor Yemi David, how that he called to me Dakolo, you know, to, to sing for his wife. And they are over 20 years married. Some of you are two years married, three years married, four years, five years. You have lost, there's, there's nothing romantic about your marriage. And that's how, you know, you're going to lose that, you know, that sexual hodge. You're going to lose it. Because you are not paying attention to things that are really, 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 really important. Praise God. There are certain things that you do that would turn on a woman naturally. Or that would turn on your man naturally. You know that if you help a woman to wash plates, it can turn her on. Do you know that? It just makes them feel loved. And then they feel like, you know, I'm here for you. Anything you want. Or a man, you just, you know, you pray for him, you speak into his life, you encourage him. He's going to be sexually attracted to you. But most people, is when they want to, they will not be saying, things, I love you, baby. Because you, are, you already have plans. It's too late. If you want sex in the night, you start in the morning. You call, you wash plates. I'm telling you, the only, you wash plates. You behave well. You say nice things. Not that in the night that you've come home. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's not going to happen. You have to be deliberate and intentional about investing in your relationships. So if you're not sexually attracted to your spouse, then there are certain things that you're not doing that you need to start doing. Glory to God. Are you with me on that? And the, the other reason why you may not be sexually attracted is because the actual sex is not enjoyable. The actual sex is not enjoyable. And I've spoken about that, which is the importance of communication. Communication. You have to constantly communicate. You know, there's nobody that, that has a degree for on sex or whatever. No. Even if you engage with somebody sexually, you need to learn to speak the love, sex love language of the new person. Because what worked for A will not work for B. So you have to understand that people are different. Alright? And you need to learn. You need to 
constantly learn and ask questions. Praise God. Say, praise God. You know, I always say, sometimes we underestimate the things that make a marriage work. So everybody thinks it's only when you provide. No, it's, it's more than that. It's more than that. There are little things that we do that spice up our marriage, that spice up our relationship. Just little things. Little things. Little things. Last year, my wife was in the UK about, you know, in February 40, she was not around, she was in the UK. And I still arranged something for her. I still arranged something for her. Sent to her, you know, I called her sister, please help me package something for her, bought flowers. And, and she told me that that was her first time of receiving a flower in her entire life. I was shocked. That was last year. Last year, February. I was shocked. I was shocked. I'm like, oh, because we never talked to that land before. I'm like, wow, really? Say yes. I've not received flowers. Say, wow, I, I'm glad that, I mean, I was the one that gave you flowers. Amen. So, so you just have to be deliberate about it. To be intentional about it. Praise God. There's no Valentine that I don't take my wife out. It's more like a culture. It's more like a culture. Not because we're trying to, you know, feel like, oh, you know, and, and it is not, when, when there was nothing, like, I mean, nothing. There was one time, one Valentine, I took her to yellow chili. Yellow chili. I bought food for her. She was eating. I was watching her. You know why? I couldn't buy for two people. Yeah, I'm serious. I bought yellow chili. I bought, that should be maybe 2000 and um, maybe maybe 16 there about 16 2016 what food you know it's okay you know this morning I was here you know and she was happy so there are little things that we do that that spice up the marriage that keeps the romance romance going those are things that we do Praise God. I said, praise God. Are you here this morning? I said, are you here this morning? All right. So we move on. Um, this one says, how does one undo dissatisfaction of romance in marriage? Uh, I think I've touched on that. This one says, what do men want? We have been dating for five months and he's already calling me his wife. And each time I tell him to stop, each time I tell him to stop it, he gets pissed off. He keeps multiple girlfriends. Please, what do I do? Stay there now. First of all, I think that it is wickedness to yourself and to those that give birth to you. Alright? That's you are in a relationship and the person you're dating is keeping multiple girlfriends and you are there. I think it's lack of self-love, it's lack of self-respect, it can be tantamount to low self-esteem. I mean, I think it's completely ridiculous. And you know that he's keeping multiple girlfriends. He hasn't gotten married to you He's already keeping multiple girlfriends. And now you are asking, what do you do? You have to leave that relationship. One of the problems 
that ladies have is that they don't tell themselves the truth. Single ladies. Single ladies. Or how does that sound to you? How does that sound? Stop it. How does that sound? Just thinking about it, it has multiple, you even know. How does that sound? You leave the relationship. There's nothing you're doing there. Any man that is having multiple relationships, girlfriends, does not have regard for you. Does not have respect for you. No. And they should stop calling you their wife because you are not. Amen? Said amen. Right, this one says, we parted after four years of engagement. We parted after four years of engagement. Only to find out he has a baby mama, which he never mentioned. Please, what do I do? I thought you are parted. And you keep, your, since you are parted, you move on with your life. I'm not sure, I think the answer is in the question. Because you are parted. Life goes on. Okay, you can be praying for him. <laughs> oh, glory to God. There's a question here. What is love? That's a question. What is love? <laughs> Go and read 1 Corinthians 13. That is love. <laughs> Uh, this one says pastor how do I find love when I don't believe in it anymore ah breakfast <laughs> breakfast how do I find love when I don't believe in it anymore there is love oh. there is love so how do I find love when I don't believe in it anymore? Well, you have to, you have to first of all heal. That's the starting point. You have to heal. So what that means, what this question reveals is that you are still hurting. You understand? So you have to first of all heal. And then that can take, it depends on how you open up yourself. And you need a counselor, actually. To engage you on a consistent basis, you need to see a psychologist, if possible, a psychiatrist. No, no. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. Sometimes we underestimate the impact breakups can have on us. Sometimes people break up with you, you are never the same again. You are never the same again. Somebody said something to you. How many of you remember what your parents told you? Some of you, you are 30 years old. You still remember what, you, what they told you 30 years ago. 30 years ago. And some of, some of us is still affecting the way that we relate with people. So you cannot underestimate the power of a breakup. So you need to heal first of all. You, you, you know, you need to see your, you can see your pastor. But not all pastors are good counselors. Do you get what I'm saying? Because not some pastors, they, they just give advice. They don't counsel. It's advice they give. You know, he's beating me. Yeah, back out of the house now. Uh-uh. That's, not, that's not a counsel. That's an advice. Yeah. So, you need to heal first. 
You need to be deliberate about your healing. Get scriptures about healing. Meditate on those scriptures. Confess those scriptures to yourself. You understand? Say those scriptures to yourself and trust God that God will heal you. After you are healed, all right, then you trust me. Once the healing is complete, you can deal. But as long as you're not healed, as long as you're hurt, you are not going to even see love in anything. So those that love you, you are going to literally pull them down. You are going to be against them just because they love you, because of your own past experience. So you need to, you need to heal before you deal. Praise God. All right. This one says, Pastor, I'm in a relationship for about two years and I'm intentional about getting married in about two years. But each time I talk about marriage, she would be like, let's not talk about it. I mean, everything is good and going fine. What could be the challenge? So I, I'm, this is a man, I believe, you know, asking each time he brings up. <laughs> this is interesting. But usually it's the other way around. So, for it to be this way, then I think there is, there's a major, major problem, uh, which I think could be the fear of getting married. Um, if you dig deep into maybe the, the, the past of somebody like this or they are growing up, it's, it's possibly going to be that, you know, maybe their parent, parents, maybe they have, you know, a bad marriage or, you know, had experiences that is now you know shaping the way they see marriage they don't believe in marriage there are people that don't mind being in a relationship with you but the moment you start talking about marriage they just begin to they are uptight so there has to be um something that has happened probably in the past that is making them to be on the defense so you need to get this person to maybe see a counselor um and i think the same thing applies um you know, you, you, sometimes, you know, you, you just have to be firm sometimes. I remember a friend of mine told the lady he was dating then. Each time, you know, he brings, after he had tried to help her, each time he brings up the marriage discussion, she says, oh, she's not ready and all that. This and this must be in place. And the guy told her, you know, after some time, after he had tried to help and she was not, she was not just going to, you know, bend. He said to her that, see, I love you, but I want to get married social time. If you are not in with me on this, we can as well break up the relationship. And that was what he told her. Oh, how would you say that? Why would you say that? The young man said, that's it. If we are not, sometimes you have to put timeline to things and then tell them that I, I, this is not a ministerial relationship, you know. I can't just, you know, keep waiting. That's after you have tried to help them, you know, to talk to them, to find out what happened because there's always a reason why people do certain things. If you press deep enough, there will be a reason. It could be that, you know, they, 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 it could even be that they cannot give birth. It could even be. Do you agree with what I'm saying? It could be that they are just, you know, afraid, they love you, but maybe something, you know, happened in the past, they had an abortion, you know, and they are not sure of the condition of their womb. So, they just have that fear in their heart that if they get married, they may not have children. So, because of that, they now hold back. So, you have to investigate and find out and appeal to them to talk to you about what exactly is the reason why they don't want to 
you know, continue, you know, with a relationship or let the relationship lead to, to marriage. Praise God. All right. What should I do when my partner is always having serious? What should I do when my partner is always avoiding serious conversation, especially when it's an issue we need to resolve? What should I do when my partner is always avoiding serious conversation, especially when it's an issue we need to resolve? I'm going to ask a lady to help with this, a married person. Um, who can I get? Who can I get? Saitune, can you please help us? Yeah, please let's appreciate her. So she has a husband that is always avoiding serious conversations. What can she do? Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, wow. You just have to find a way to get them to talk. That's just it because issues have to be resolved. We can't just keep sweeping issues under the carpet. The more we keep sweeping issues under the carpet, it will affect a lot of things. Like um, the people that said they were no longer sexually attracted to their partners. One of the reasons could be that they keep sweeping issues under the carpet. They don't resolve issues. So you just have to find out what works for this partner. How do they communicate? I, I think there was a question similar to this some time ago. And I, I mentioned that at the start of our marriage, I am the one that doesn't really like to talk. Okay. So uh, I don't like confrontation. But we have to resolve issues. So what did I start to do? I started to, if we need to talk, I don't want to talk. I will write it. I will mm. write a long WhatsApp message. And you have to read it because you have to resolve <laughs> this issue. Yeah. Or I will write long notes. Paper Can you please change the mic? I think the mic, you should have noticed that. Okay, so I will write a long note. And you have to read it because you have to resolve this issue. So you just have to find out how this person likes to communicate. Sometimes, maybe you even lock the door. You are not going anywhere ah. to resolve this issue. Yes. That's deep. We, yes, now because we can't keep sweeping issues under the carpet. Mm. We have to resolve issues. Serious issues have to be resolved. So you have to find out how this person likes to communicate and communicate with them that way. Or you ask them, okay, what, how do you want to communicate? Yeah. Because mm. his marriage is not relief, his relationship, okay. But this is marriage. You cannot go anywhere. So you have to the find violence out. violence are taken by force. Yes. So if it means that you have to lock the door and say, oh God, you are not going anywhere today until we resolve this issue. We just have to find a way to resolve it. Find out they like to communicate. Send text message if you have to. Send long WhatsApp message if you have to. Write long notes if you have to. Or ask them, okay, what exactly is the problem? Why don't you want to talk about these things? Why don't you want to communicate? So you just have to find what works for, for both of you. I think that's brilliant. Let's appreciate that for that. That's so powerful. Yeah. This one says, how long should a couple date, I guess those in a relationship, you know, um, before it feels right to commit yourselves into marriage? How long should, you know, the two people who are dating or who are courting, you know, how long should they date? I usually advise a minimum of six months and a maximum of three years. So between six and three years, you know, you should know what you're doing. And honestly, anybody that is above 25, once you enter a relationship, set a time you want to get married. If you're above 25, you understand what I'm saying? So you can't just be in a relationship and then there's no 
there's, there's no future. There's no discussion. There's no timeline. You are just in it. You are just, you know, having fun. No, that's not going to lead anywhere. Where there's no vision, the people perish. Yeah, so there has to be something ahead. You know, when are we going to get married? You know, discuss it and then let it be somewhere that, you know, you both can see. He says, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that it may run, that reads it. So it's important that, you know, maybe six months to three years is fine. Also, it's not so, I mean, I've seen cases where people who, you know, did it for maybe like two, three months, get married, you know, because they are getting old. I don't advise that people get married because of pressure, you know, because they are under, you know, duress. So we are getting old, we're getting old, we're getting old. If you get married because you're getting old, you are going to still come out of that marriage. So I think a minimum of six months is just fair enough. Fair enough, six months. You, I mean, you cannot, if you date people for like three or four years, you cannot even know them fully. Yeah, not to talk of you, you didn't even date them at all. You just saw them say, hey, butterfly in my belly, butterfly in my belly. You are going to enter one chance. So it's important that you, know, you date and then you ask questions. You ask questions. There are people who have been dating for, I mean, I, we, we run a free marriage counseling class. And then yesterday I was counseling you know, some guys who were going to get married um, in, I think, about July or so. And I was counseling them. So I asked them how long the, hus- the husband to be is in, is in Germany. The wife to be is in the U.S. Yeah, Jerry was in that. You know, he's my, he's my PA. So he's always online with me when I'm doing those classes. It's free counseling for Jerry. So he's ready for marriage, as you can see. As you are seeing, he's ready. So he's been attending marriage counseling classes free of charge. <laughs> you know, so they've been dating for eight months. And trust me, even though it's a distant relationship, he's only gone to see her in Germany, I think, once. And then in eight months, if you see the kind of engagements they have had in eight months, and it's a virtual relationship. And it's amazing. I told them yesterday, and I said, it's amazing that you guys are doing so well. Doing so well. Meanwhile, there are people who are seeing every day. They are just pressing breasts. They are just smooshing. Just there are no engagement, nothing. Nothing pressing, pressing just anytime that's together, just ah, hey, my body, my body. You, you are not getting to know them, you are going to get married, and that course that you are carrying over, you are still coming back to write it, and then you are going to write it in a painful way. So, the best thing is that when you are dating people, it's the best time to engage them, get to know them, talk to them. I mean. You just have to engage. How do you get right to somebody you don't even know? So what is cutting? Well, you don't even know anything about them. You don't know their best color. And you say, what's their best color? You say, yeah, I think it's white too. There's, there's no conversation. Meanwhile, <laughs> it's black. I mean, how did you come? To... Praise God. Praise God. Say, praise God. So we have to engage, learn to engage. Amen. All right. Are we together? If your girlfriend always asks for breakup after a little quarrel, is there still a probability that she will love you back the way she used to? The last time we spoke, 
She, she says she's trying to ignite the love back. My brother, run no. See, love is love. You, you know you said quarrel. You know you said quarrel. Quarrel. Not, you know quarrel too has levels. Uh-huh. So, if it's, you know, maybe you had misunderstanding, which is what I'm thinking is the case here. Not that, you know, you cheated on her or she caught you. I mean, you know, that, that would not be quarrel. Would that be quarrel? What would that be? <laughs> yeah. So, if it's just a normal quarrel, you, you know, you had issues. Oh, I don't like the way you spoke to me. And then she's saying that, oh, you know, I don't love you anymore. She stops picking your call. And then you call her and she's trying to ignite the love back. You know, I don't know the kind of fire that she had before that she now had to ignite again. I think that is a red flag, honestly. I think it's a red flag. Or, or what do you think? Can I get a, a single guy to, to, or a single lady? Single guy, volunteer, single guy. Jerry, okay, since, since, come, come, please, come, 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 come. Uh, have you been attending counseling class now? So, the question. So there's a guy, eh, each time that he has quarrel with his girlfriend, she's always literally saying or threatening that she's not, you know, doing it again. She will not respond well to him. Then sometimes she will say that she's trying to ignite the love, that the love is no longer there because of that little quarrel. That they had so as a single you know all right pastor thank you so much sir all right i feel that many many singles many of us we we don't understand that love is not a feeling right love is a choice love is commitment love is intentional love doesn't come by it's not by chance what are you going right? to do so no I, first thing the understanding needs to set in that when you have questions when you have quarrels mm-hmm. quarrels will bible says that jesus christ said offenses no, please will leave him let come down leave my right? son leave my he cannot talk without talking the bible low. jesus christ said and offenses will abound luke 17 1 or luke 18 1 offenses will come right and you know that when you are settling with someone you are settling with every possibilities around the person their strengths and their weaknesses their flaws right so when when quarrel comes you and um if the lady now says she wants to break up you have every reason to to doubt that that question that relationship so it's advisable that you know you have a question a conversation with her right intentional conversation where do you stand right um are you committed to this thing and if she's dilly-dallying she's not um assertive about this you, you might have to just um, cut off. the chase and bail out but you Thank have you. to have a proper conversation first. all right can i get a lady a lady all right um what's in your name now Hello? Okay. Yeah. It's fine. My name is Olamde. Okay. Um, I used to be like that, quite immature. And I would just be like, me, yeah, I'm breaking up. What's that? It's just a way to gain control in that relationship so that the guy does what you want to do. But it's a very toxic trait. 
And if you continue, and if he continues with that relationship, in marriage, she's going to do the same thing. And one day you're going to say, was it? I'm, I don't want again. I'm not doing it again. And that's meant for you. You can't keep threatening somebody. I'm going to break up. I'm going to do this. If you don't do this, one day they are going to say, it's over. I don't want any more. But the truth is that you don't always meet people at their best. The truth is you want to be a visionary or a leader in every aspect of your life. So when you see people, you don't see people as they are, but how you know, God sees them to be or who they really are, you need to let that partner know that this is a very toxic trait that you have and it's not going to lead anywhere. In either my relation, that person's relationship with her or a relationship in the future, it's not going to go anywhere. So they have to work on ways that they can avoid the trigger for this and she needs to work on herself. They can see a therapist. It's not too early to see a therapist in a relationship. You're also helping her. You're doing more for her than you're doing for yourself. So let's just look at it from that perspective. Thank you so Thank much. You. That's, that's awesome. Let's appreciate that, please. Yeah, awesome. That's, from, that's a very fair, you know, judgment from a lady's perspective. Please just appreciate that one more time. This one says, my girlfriend is cheating on me lately. Then, unfortunately, I caught her red and dead with a guy. What should I do to, this, to the situation? Keep loving her. You're so wonderful. You're so great guy. Wow. Wow. Give her a ring and say, I love you. Will you marry me? This is a very interesting question. <laughs> if I give guys the mic, this mic, they will just roast this guy. I mean, this is not a question. Honestly, it's not. It's not. You've not married someone, she's cheating on you. Trust me, trust me. When you get married, yeah, she'll stay with your brother. Yeah. So, so what, what it means is that this person does not have self-control. That's what it means. So that's going to cause a lot of trust issues. Trust issues and then any marriage or anything that is not built on trust is not going to last. So you can't, you can't go on with someone like this. You can't go on. If I don't call her your girlfriend anymore, this is not a girlfriend. This is just... This one says, Pastor, I am pregnant and my partner just proposed. He feels rushed because of the pregnancy and I'm not sure if it's the right step. I feel under pressure because it's just expected that we marry quickly because of the pregnancy. I love him, but I don't know if we are ready for marriage. Or if he is even supposed to be my husband. <laughs> uh. mm. What is it? Mm. 
Well, um, what I think, um, this is very, very uh, dicey. What I think is that you may need to suspend any marriage plans. Yeah, suspend any marriage plans because you're not sure. God is not an author of confusion. If you're watching online and you have questions, please you know, feel free to send your questions and then we'll take them. You know, as many as we can. Our online viewers. Um, like I said, don't enter any marriage because you feel pressured. No, no, no. That's a wrong reason to get married. Very wrong reason to get married. Um, to be honest, to be honest, to be honest, I'm going to say this and I'm going to be very careful, you know. Um, hmm. I'm not sure I should say it. Sometimes, right? Ah, no. I don't want to say it. So, the, if the only reason why you feel bound, you know, to marry them is because of the pregnancy, right? So, if the pregnancy is out, I won't say it, but if the pregnancy is out, would you have married them? That's a very, very powerful question you need to ask. So if the pregnancy is out, take out the pregnancy. Like I'm not saying take out the pregnancy. I'm saying take out the pregnancy. Would you still have married them? So your answer to that question would determine what your decision should be. But don't ever get married because you are pressured. Nah, it's not going to work. Because the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in his ways. Let not that man think that he would receive anything from God. So, the moment, the Bible says, if your heart condemns you, if your heart does not condemn you, then you have confidence towards God. So, where you are already having doubts and fears, you are not married, you are already having doubts and fears, then I don't think that person is the right person for you. Or maybe you just need to give it a little time. Now, um, that is why we tell people, don't have sex before marriage. It's going to complicate your life. It has the tendency to actually ruin your destiny. I'm telling you. I'll give you an example. There's this friend of ours when we are growing up as teenagers. I think I was 19. Then he was 21. So, he got a little pregnant. He was planning to go for... That. Then, Jackpot was not even a thing. Then, it was just, you know, if you travel abroad. Now, you know, if, even, <laughs> even broke people travel abroad now. But, like, if you really travel abroad right now, it's nothing. I mean, to me, if you travel abroad, it's nothing. With few, with few millions, you can travel abroad. You understand? But the life you're going to live is what is important. Yeah? So, this guy, you know, was... At the verge of, I mean, everything was sealed. And then he gets a lady pregnant. Brethren, I don't know how it happened. Everything that clicked, <laughs> unclicked. I don't know. So they started having real issues. 
The guy said the lady used jazz. That everything that was going smoothly. This one, that one. He didn't get married though. And the guy did not travel. <laughs> he lost that opportunity. But you see, the beauty is that you can see when you're not sexually um, engaged with people, it's easy to, to leave the relationship. It's very easy. There's nobody is feeling hurt except for the time that you spend together and all that, which you can always regain. But the moment there is sexual engagement, it becomes a problem. So my sister, my brother, well, okay, sisters that get pregnant. My sister, I don't advise you to go ahead with that marriage. Pause it. Pause it. You can even return the ring and they should, that they should keep the ring for now. You know, paying the time you speak to your Eleda and then get, you know, confirmation. But it's not, it's not the timing, you know, is not, is not right. All right. Praise God. Did I answer that well? All right. This one says, married with seven, se- married for seven years with three kids. My husband keeps beating me whenever our arguments get heated and apologizes even after being reported to our both parents. What should I do? Hmm, seven years, three kids. Let hmm, me do the quadratic equation. Seven years, divide the x, three x. Yeah, my husband. Uh, husband, that's the problem. Mm, married for seven years. Mm. Please, I need help. You're married. You're married, a lady. It's a chica. Would you like to help? Yeah. Your safety first. May I just leave? I don't want to care how separate, much. Separate first. first. I'm not saying divorce because I'm not for divorce. So because there's nothing God cannot work. Yeah. Exactly. I'm a testament to that fact. So no matter what the challenge is, there is nothing God cannot work fix, out yeah. fix in your mm. marriage. It, it has to take your cooperation. But for this particular one, beating, please. I'm not an advocate for abuse, especially physical abuse. Emotional abuse, yes. You could actually separate but physical abuse. Please save your life. Yeah. You could move to your parents' place or a friend's place or in-law, whoever, but please save yourself because that man... Safety first. Safety first. That man, his, his head is not correct. I'm sorry. It's not. For goodness sake. I, let me even put, babe, you are hitting me. <laughs> no. I'm not being emotional here. Yeah. I'm not being emotional here because I'm also picturing my own daughter. Ah, Jesus, ah, and my daughter is mommy. Ah, my my husband is. Are you kidding me? I'm the one that will go. It's not even happen. It's not even happen. Please, let's now. just. I will not advise you know. any of my friends. I'm let's just. Ha. Safety first. Hey, get to a safe place. I mean, your friends, family, trusted person, especially the fact. Ah, Paso. She said. No, no, no. Aside the children, she said, even after their parents are involved, yeah. Abba, that man is, is not okay. He's not okay. I'm not saying get divorced, but that man is not okay. Okay. Please. And if he's not okay, if 
No, okay. She has to keep she herself. She has to separate first. Yes. First. For how long is going to take? You can be praying for the man from a distance. Yeah. Okay. But you can't go back to that house until he's okay. I think I agree with that. Mentally. I agree with that. A lot of times, you know, pastors say, "Oh, don't leave that house. Don't leave." Okay, we have another person. Thank you, Dr. Florence. I mean. Alright, so it's not, um, I'm not, I'm not speaking to Hansa. I want to just ask question in, um, this person says with three kids, I guess those information are given so that we can understand our own perspective. What should happen to the three kids? Because I think I'm getting a picture of somebody that is doubting, can I separate with the kids? I mean, the person is saying it's complicated. Seven, seven years, three kids. I mean, I'm, I'm just following the information now. So, I'm sure the person knows that beating is not okay. I'm sure. So, what about if the person is asking this question from the angle of what will I do with the three kids? Especially if, if the man is even the breadwinner. The man will just if, take the bread. Exactly. Or if both are not even financially okay. Or if she's the one that is feeding the family as it's way. I'm just saying, let's look at it from an holistic hand. Uh, I'm, not the, I'm not the woman, so I don't know. Okay, all right. Praise God. Good morning, church. So I just wanted us to look at something. Thank, thank you, Director Flo, for that um, perspective. So I was thinking, she said in the question that these things happen whenever they have a heated argument because i'm also looking at this from the angle of is she saying can this be resolvable if we can always not get the argument to the point of getting eaten yeah because these things are real i can i, I can imagine putting myself in that picture if i had to have an eaten argument with my wife thank god i am very vocal because I understand maybe for some people who are a bit resentful or who cannot express themselves, they can't just talk too much. It's action. But me, I can talk too much. We go finish the thing for talk. Yeah. But what if it's these other kind of people who cannot talk too much and then the next thing... I'm saying that... No, I am, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. I am saying... No, no, Dad. I am saying, is there something, is there a solution we can provide and say, can, can they not get the argument to the point of being getting eaten? How do you control? Sorry, let me get that, my lady there. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Uh, Are you married? I'm married. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying to picture it in different ways. Okay, starting from, okay, maybe, maybe try to avoid the argument getting to the extent of beating. Mm. There are actually some men that they are violent in nature. Sorry to say. But the point is, <laughs> oh God, I'm speaking from experience actually. Mm. So the thing is, I'm being practical here. With mm. this, there are sometimes you can actually think, okay, this person, okay, number one is understanding who you're dealing with. That's the first point. Mm. Understanding who you're dealing with. 
For instance, in the, um, in the terms of studying the person's mood and trying to know the person's nature. For instance, you're dealing with someone that is violent in nature and someone that, for instance, before you pick up an argument, gasbos, <laughs> and you are, you are trying to be calm. Okay, someone that, okay, maybe it's your conversation, the way you approach, that actually prompts the beating. I believe patience is needed. Patience. That's number one. I'm not saying patience is going to solve everything. No. That's why I said in the aspect mm. where possibly the person is, she do more of talking. She's the type that, ah, okay, if you bring A, I will give it to him. B, Z, Z, ah, like I've gotten to Z. So definitely you have to be calm and patient. You have to understand who you're dealing with. It's not everything that when it comes out, I grab it out, I will give it to you. Out, out. It won't work. There are sometimes when it comes out, you try to be calm and you bring it in a cold manner. Like sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't even work. It doesn't work because I've been in a conversation where, you know, eh, you are stupid. You are mad. And you just keep quiet. You just keep looking. Are you not the one I'm talking to? Are you mad? Ah, I'm talking. You are keeping quiet. Do ah. you call me a fool? Yes, it happens. Yeah, it, it happens. Yes, it does. It does happen. Even your silence is are a you, problem. Are you, do you understand? And you know, people will be like, ah, silence is the best answer. No, sometimes it doesn't work. They, they'll be like, you have been silent. Why are you quiet? You are taking me for a fool. Pocatalos. Danny. So, I believe the best solution from me, from my own perspective, separating. Yes, I've been there. I'm saying this from experience. Thank I've you been so there, much. yes. Thank you. And when I had my own separation, when I had my own separation, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I went out. Sometimes you might be confused and you feel like, <laughs> and you feel like, ah, how do you even cope with the kids? I don't know who the person is. I don't know what perception she's speaking from. But I'm speaking from heavy hunger. For instance, if you are the type you think you need to exercise more patience, please do. But if you feel that it is, even you've done everything in your power and it's still not working. The thing is, please separate. Because you might not even have, you might not even have that grace. The other time you will raise that hand to eat you. Oh, those children you're actually looking at, you're saying, I'm staying because of my kids. You might not be available again to even nurse. Another person will, oh, another person will actually be there. You don't even know what they will go through. Thank please separate. You. I'm not, I'm not supporting divorce. I'm yeah. not, but please separate. Thank you, let's appreciate her. Thank you so much. All right, we'll take um, Brotaiwo and then we'll take, I think this is just, okay, praise I God. I've seen Pray, Praise God. Hallelujah. At the beginning of, I'm not, but trust me. <laughs> so, what, what I was going to say is, Daddy said something at the beginning of the session that I want us to take note of. That there are certain things that happen in your life, even from the beginning of your life, that stays with you forever. Uh, I don't know how many people have parents who had this kind of problem from the children's perspective. And that's, why I'm, that's the reason why I raised up my hand. Now, um, Yoruba will say that you need to understand. Can you interpret that for Okay, that, that when two elephants fight, the grass is what suffers the loss. Now, when you are, if you have been raised in a violent home before, as a child, you will understand that both decision 
affects you, whether it is patience or it is packing away. It is you, the children, or you, the child, that it affects. You know, there was a time, my secondary school time, and that's the reason why I decided to do counseling. I actually wanted to do counseling because of my experience. I spent three years with my dad in secondary school, GS1 to GS3, and I, and I spent another three years with my mom, GS2, SS1 to SS3. My two sisters swapped also, so we, because we are four, two boys, two girls, so my daddy took the boys, my, my mom took the girls, then we swapped again. Now, you can imagine what that is. I ran from my dad for six years. I was praying for him to die. I'm, I'm saying this. It's very true. It's a lot of pain for the children. It's a lot of pain. It's a lot of pain. And I keep saying this. You know, we've had that discussion before. If not because my mom was financially stable, I would not have gone to university at all. Because my daddy wanted us to go and do carpentry. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. So to say to leave, that's, I mean, that's not a problem. What if the man says, I'm not giving you the children? Go. And then you start fighting over custody. Custody. Now, if you are going to fight for custody in Nigeria, I, can, I mean, we can begin to talk about that for another three days. <laughs> That's another. who has the money that wins custody. Exactly. So, yeah. I, I want the woman, if, what I would say to her is this. For the sake of your children, if you know you don't have the financial capacity to raise them on your own, and if you know that the man will not give them to you, like I said, it depends on who you got married to. You better consider them. Now, note that these children, they were in heaven before you brought them. It's your fault that you marry somebody that is beating you, not them. Yes. Yeah. So, so, you need to consider them first. Because, I mean, that's just the truth. So, if you know that you don't have financial capacity, and you, except you don't mind them being destroyed, I mean, come on now, there's another way. But if you really care about your children, you have to look at every option. You need to pray. You need to talk to family members. There has to be something you can do. If you leave your marriage, your children will suffer. I'm telling you from experience. They will suffer and they will hate you till Jesus will come. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There's somebody raising a hand there. Um, praise God. Now, yeah. we all uh, agree that the woman should, should leave, right? But I want us to ask a question. What is she doing there till she has three children? Number one, something is keeping her. Now, saying, saying the children, I'm, it's not love. Please, hold on, hold it's on. Let her speak, yeah. Now, I, uh, he said you should consider the children. Most, I don't want to say most, some of us are raised from nobody. Like, we don't even know who raised us. They are not family. And mm. we, here we are today, thank God. Now, if you are considering your children, my sister, my brother, you go die. My mom left when I was three months. Three months old baby. Three months. Mm. Come on. He's fine. She's fine. I'm fine. She has other children. Now what I want to say is we all have agreed that the woman should leave. Where is she living to? We have, we, she really needs help. She needs help. We can't just say, leave. Now I'm married. To leave a marriage is not easy. Yeah. Believe it. When, when I'm not married, I say, ah, I will go. You cannot even go. You are not considering the children, but you, you, you can't just go. There's something that tied you. It's yeah. not. It's not as it's like a it's covenant. Not. Yes, you are just there. So yeah. if you want her to leave, go to where? To family member. Which family member? Go to family house. After three days, they start, start telling you your stories. No, we, she really needs help. She knows being beaten is is not good. But she, I wish to know the person. I can help. Like if it's financially, I can help because beating as a student, you know what it is that your husband at the end of the day will come and tell you, oh yeah, now let's make love. Which love? And she's there for three years. Seriously, I'm very emotional right now. With three children, 
please, if the person can let me know, if she, she needs help financially, she can go separate first. Yeah. Please, thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. That was really, you know, touching. Yeah, that was really touching. Sorry. Um, you know that you can never finish discussions on relationship and marriage. You know that. Well, we'll take two contributions and then we'll be done. So, I'll take Sister Peniel and Sister Yetunde. Yeah, and that will be it because of time. Praise God. Hallelujah. Please, I don't, I don't agree with the perspective of she staying because of the children. Because you staying because of the children, the children are suffering while you are staying. Whether you leave or you go, the children will still suffer. So it's best you choose your kind of suffer. That's just the truth. See, there are so many times that my husband and I, we have, a, we have, a, we have a, an understanding. No matter the quarrel we are quarreling, our children don't get to know about it. My husband will never shout at me in front of my daughter. I've had my, my daughter is five. She's very expressive. When she sees anything, she will ask you. She will ask you that, why is this, this? So you are telling me that a woman should stay in a place where she's been beaten and her children are seeing it. Have you seen a seven-year-old that, that, will, that is violent and will pick a knife when you are fighting? Because they see it at home. No, don't stay there because of your children. Whether you stay, if you stay there because of your children, you are damaging those children more. It's better to take your children to an orphanage and let them be raised by people, by sensible people, than for you to stay with an animal. A, a person, a man or a woman that beats, if the wife is the one that is violent, she's an animal. If the husband is the one that is is the the man needs to be beaten up. Yes. That's just the truth. If if my husband beats me up, I will get my brothers to beat him up. That's just the truth. I'm telling you. Your husband is here. Yes. No, my husband knows the family I come from. He will not even try it. If my husband beats my brothers, we beat him up. That's just the truth. So he will not even try it. See, I believe that sometimes when men, these men or these women, when they do this, this because they know that your family cannot fight for you. So mm. if you see one of the, let me tell singles, one of the things you should start watching out for. Once you are with somebody that likes to isolate you from your friends, mm. they always have a problem with your friends. Mm. They have a problem with your brothers and your sisters. Mm. Just know. That's that's red flag already. Hmm. You understand? So it's not a matter of bragging up. My husband knows if you are fighting, if my dad calls him, he will not pick the call. Because his first reaction is about my But I will not even do that. You hmm. understand? So please let's stop all this issue of she should stay because of her. she's staying, she's damaging those children more. It's better to take your children so, to an orphanage. Which damage is better? Staying back. The damage of staying back is worse because you are going to be raising violent children. Yeah. You can die. Your children will be violent. Yeah. yeah. I, see, I, there, my dad is a pastor, so I've seen so many things. Mm. I grew up in a home where I don't even know where my parents are fighting. I cannot even. Re- I don't even have a recollection of my parents fighting. Mm. You understand? I don't have a recollection of. I I never knew that parents even fight. Because mm. my parents never fought for us to You are blessed. You understand? I have, I have dad... plenty of recollection. <laughs> as <laughs> I have right now. <laughs> but when my dad became a pastor, ah. we, now, we now we have issues. 
whilst we run to our house in the middle of the night, the husband has beaten them. You understand? Husbands, we come to our house with issues, then we have to sometimes hear about these things. Sometimes my dad will even have to tell us about it just to help us, you understand, understand the way life works. I do not agree with you staying in a violent marriage because of children. There was a particular one. Okay, the woman had just given birth and the man, had be- the man was beating her. But she, she, has a, she has a 16-year-old son that she had before she married the man. So in, she, the man was beating her up. The boy was trying to defend his mom. You understand? You cannot be beating my mom in front of me. I'm 16 for crying out loud. The boy didn't know what to do. The man went and went to go and carry mortar. Uh-uh. So the boy was confused. He went, he grabbed a knife. So what are we now talking about? You are saying you should, you should think. Please take the children to an orphanage. Please, it's better. They will have Thank a family so that will love them and raise them. I, I have friends that were raised in an orphanage and they are doing fine. No, it's no, not only, it's it's not only, it's not only motherless and fatherless children that are in orphanages now. You can yeah. take your children there by yourself willingly. You have an agreement with them. You keep coming back to check your children. When you are stable, you can go and get your children back. Thank you for that. Thank Please. you. Thank you. Please. It's okay. Praise God. Sorry. Uh, because I'm listening to the answers. I don't have a problem with you. I, I did not say stay. Because I, when I was saying also, I didn't say my mom stayed. Okay. So I said that I lived in both ends. I'm saying you could have a man who is not allowing you to take your children. Now, it's easy when you take your children with you. You can take care of them and then heal. What if he's insisting that the children stays with him? Now you are gone for your safety. But the safety of the children is in the hands of the man that is beating you. Are you getting my point? That's my concern. My concern is the children. And I'm saying, what if he doesn't let you take them? I think, I think the way we can address That's this all. is to get the people to, to know the real situation of things and then have further engagements because we can go on and on and on and on. I would not go anywhere. So if you are that person or you know someone or you're asking on behalf of someone, please, please see me. All right. You can send an email. You can see me physically if you want to praise God. All right. We'll take the final person and then that will be Sister Peniel. All right. Um, so. You can make it also as brief. Yes. As possible. When we hear this thing, dysfunctional families, sometimes we think it is persons that come from broken homes. And so we say, don't raise dysfunctional children. But permit me to say that sometimes, and I understand where Staitende is coming from, if you have to leave so that you don't raise dysfunctional children, please leave. I know someone, I've, I've met several kind of people, I've met a lady who her boyfriend beats her. And she says it's because he loves her. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, because, love. that's because, see, it's because she sees her parents. To her, it's normal. So she will tell you that if he does not... Beats her. He's, he's not, he doesn't love me. That's why he's not... It's easy to say something's wrong with her. It started somewhere. Would you prefer to stay there and then your child thinks it's normal for a man to raise his hand on her one? 
or your son thinks it's normal to beat a woman too, or your child, male or female, they know that this thing is wrong. And so they build a hatred towards the opposite sex. So it's not just thinking it's normal. There are some people who have a hatred towards the opposite sex because of what happened between their parents. Now, yes, you have three children. You're wondering, how do I cope? So that if that man dies, you're going to cope. Yeah. If he dies and his family, even if your husband is the richest man in Nigeria and he dies and his family members take everything away from you, you will cope. You will cope. Arise. You are a woman. God was not. He, 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 he created you as a helpmate. Do you know what that means? For you to be a helpmate, you are sufficient on your own. And this is not me trying to say be independent. No. Ah, I want my husband's money. I will enjoy it. But there's something sweet about having your own money and then you're eating your husband's money. And you don't have to go out and say, and we are clothes Monday to Friday. There's remote work. There's different. Uh-uh. No, now. In this day and time, if you're looking for how in, we have different groups. And thank God we have the joyful women here in church. We have a group. So if maybe you don't know about that group, we have a group of women who are going through a divorce, going through separation, going through issues like this. We talk about these things. Yeah. Yes, nobody wishes. Nobody just gets married and says, I want to be separated. I want to have a divorce. Yeah, things happen. But sometimes you make the decision to leave because you look at your child and you're like, no. Yeah. And then at the end of it, please remember that you're just a caretaker. Yeah. You're just a caretaker of that child. It's a privilege that God gave you that child. So maybe at a point, if the court case, if you are like, oh, I don't have one to follow court case, at a point, maybe you have to stay and say, Oh God, I hand over this child to you. Yeah. Sometimes you are holding the child like this, like this. If that child dies, what happens? Yeah. If the three children die, what happens? Thank you so much. Can we appreciate Sister Penny? Praise God. I mean, I can feel, I can feel that, you know, deep. Um, one of the things that I've, I've come to understand in the, is that a lot of people, um, well, maybe mostly ladies, they don't get help when they need to. You know, I mean, PM used to organize this um, posh and godly, you know, this, and then ladies don't come. They don't go. They feel it's not important. They rather come with issues. <laughs> when you know, everything has scattered. They rather come. They, like you said, there's a group, Joyful Women, for those who are going to maybe a divorce or something. These are things that we're, we're trying to ensure that we reach out to everyone. There's one for married, married uh, women. They had a meeting, I think it was last week or so. Yeah, these are things that if you engage on this level, you would have less issues. You understand? This year, we'll come up with something for the men. You know, and men of honor. Hey, Amen. Yeah, you know, praise God. I'll take the last question. What if I found out my spouse is a prostitute after two years of courting and falling in love without sex? So it's very simple. Break up, you know, with her and, you know, go and cry in the house and just move on. What, what, what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about it? Do you want to make an issue out of that? 
What are you going to say about that? What do you want to do? No, what is the advice? Eh? Is to is and is to come. Yeah. Yeah, is is. If what if I found out my spouse is a is a prostitute. I think it's not that they are married, I think. Because you say if my spouse, maybe the person just used the word spouse, you know, wrongly, is a prostitute after two years of courting and falling in love. You rise up again. You know, you fail. You rise up and move on. Praise God. Were you blessed this morning? Were you blessed this morning? Let's give the Lord a big head of praise. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Shewu Oshibeson podcast. Like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshibeson or at Gracemade NG.